100% right. And what it sounds like you're saying is that, you know, we can't rely on the consumer's perceived value of us as a business solely based on the product that we sell. We actually need to provide more value. It's not just the, the benefit of doing business with me as, let's say, dealership ABC is not that you just purchase an item and you drive away with that, but there has to be more value to that transaction. Is that, is that what I, I get? Kind of hundred percent. Do you mean um, I, I stole this off another teacher before me? But um, people need to feel that it's people over profits and reputation over revenue. They're the key things that always stick in my mind when I'm looking at influencing. Um, I don't want somebody to know. Yes, I do have an amazing product or solution I can sell you but I wanna put the person over the profit. For a freshly brewed discussion on automotive sales and marketing, this is Coffee with Jason. The Coffee with Jason podcast is sponsored by Closer's Coffee. For that full-bodied, rich, sweet flavor with a bright acidity. Drink Closer's Coffee, stay caffeinated, and keep on closing. Find out more at closerscoffee.ca. How are you? I'm, I'm doing really well, how are you doing? Fantastic, thank you. Thank you for uh, having me on your show, I appreciate it. No, no, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on board. I know what we've been admiring and following each other from a distance. So it's really cool to finally connect. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, us entrepreneurs, we got to stick together, right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anything that we can do to kind of help that, that group and help that audience kind of develop out, you know, what what their craft is. I I think it's important. You know, I'm a little niche where I am. I I focus in the automotive sector, you know, especially Uh here, here in Canada, you know, even though I'm, even though I'm originally from the States, (laughs) so I'm not even Canadian, but I'm, I'm, I I, I put on a Canadian automotive podcast. So that's, that's (laughs) that's great. I actually, I grew up um, in an automotive industry family. My father was a dealer principal for, for oh, really? TV. And, um, I used to love on the weekends going to the office and going, looking at the cars and going, how many did you sell today? What's the go? So, and I actually worked with him for about a year um, doing some stuff and uh, very exciting. And I've got a lot of re- appreciation and respect for the community and, and, the, and that industry. So uh, that's great. You know what it takes. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a hustle. Tough. It's a real okay. tough go, you know, yeah. and, and what's going on right now in the industry just as a whole, and this is not just in Canada or the U.S., but globally, is uh, we're, we're hitting a plateau. You know, we, we've had the industry have had, you know, several years, three, four years, continuous digital, digital, double digit growth. And now we're heading into a space that, you know, we're beginning to plateau out. A lot of manufacturers, you know, both locally and globally are not looking at huge increases in sales. And in fact, they're looking at possibly flat numbers or even in some cases, lower numbers. So I, I like to work, you know, directly with what we call that tier one dealership, you know, the dealership, just like what your father would have owned, right? Working directly with, with those guys and, and really trying to help them develop strategies to, you know, you know, future proof their business mm. to what's, what's coming down that pipelines. Right. And I yeah. think a, a lot about what you've been talking about, a lot about what you've been pushing is so relevant to the audience, to that audience. I wanted to come on and really start to expand out on that. But, you know, I, I, like I said, I really appreciate you taking the time, uh, you know, coming on Michael and, and chatting with us tonight for everybody out there that may not know who you are. Uh, let's take a couple minutes and it let you introduce yourself and what you guys are currently doing right now and, and how you kind of got there. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, so I'm, I'm with a company called success resources. We've been in the personal development 
education game for 25 years, dealing with, uh, you know, probably half a million clients a year come through our doors to events all around the world in Canada and in North America, but, but many other regions. And yeah, we've, we've had a great relationship with Tony Robbins, Robert Kiyosaki, um, you know, Gary V. There's, 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 there's so many people we've put on our stages, but for me, I'm, from the automotive industry many, many years ago, probably around 18 years ago. But for me, I'm passionate about education, passionate about, Mm -hmm. um, you know, taking great quality information and helping entrepreneurs grow themselves, their businesses, and ultimately uh, impacting their family. So they're the things that kind of excite me and get me going. And that's great. And that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on here is because you you have that passion to educate. Now, we talked a little bit just, just before we started this about, you know, what the automotive industry is currently dealing with. Mm. And, and, you know, when it comes down to it, uh, especially for dealerships at the tier one level, there is simply not enough people in market for a car to actually satisfy the, all these dealerships goals and objectives. So we can't necessarily rely on just people that are going to be in market for our product. We're actually going to have to start creating audiences. Right. And, and, and you have some experience in creating audiences and at a very mass level, you know, so you know, what advice can you give, you know, to that, to that dealership out there that's looking to create an audience, one that's not necessarily actually pursuing their product, one that could potentially at some point, at some point in time, be interested in the product. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think, Every industry is doing it tougher at the moment and um, automotive is, is no different. But the, the common objective is automotive dealerships need to position themselves, which is in a, in a very competitive market. Do you mean, um, when I was involved in the automotive industry, on our street, we had five other dealers. And, yeah. and, and back in the day, the clients actually walked along the street. Now they don't, they don't walk along until they've probably been online. So... What's going to make you stand out above and beyond the competition who's probably on your street? Um, you need to get to a point where you've got to position yourself as the authority, as the expert, as the dealership that's going to be, you know, family-friendly. It's going to be one that's perceived to have great service, great customer service, and, and, a, and a, a fun environment to be around. So you need to first and foremost go... What is our values? Who are we? What do we stand for? What are the things that we want to create? Once you understand that as a team, you start to put strategy in place. And that strategy can be around, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to start to grow our perception and our and our and start to be recognized mm-hmm. online for these core values of who we are and what we stand for? Yeah, you might be a part of a bigger brand. You might be a part of the Ford family or, or whatever it is. But what is your dealership going to stand for? And does your client understand that? Do they feel that? Yep. Whether it's from an online perspective, whether it's on the floor in the dealership. So who are you? What do you stand for? And then how can you start to build that reputation about educating and starting to differentiate yourself from the marketplace? I'm speaking to a lot of business owners in many different fields. And let's be clear, the, the experts in the space, the ones who are doing things authentically, and doing things at a high level are the ones who typically get the business. Yeah, no, 100%. 20% of the audience are those top-tier people or, or those top-tier dealerships who are getting a lot of the business. The other 80, 80% need to look at what they stand for and then need to scream it from the, the hilltop and go, 
hey, this is who we are, this is what drives us, this is what's important to us, and we want to let you guys know that this is what we stand for. So you need to be rising yourself above the, the noise and the competition and building a presence that you are different to the marketplace. That's first and foremost. I mean, I could spend hours on this, but those key things are the first things I'd be telling any dealer principal on what they need to do in their business. And, and that's true, right? These dealerships need to define out, you know, what I call their branding cornerstones are, you know, and, and I, I like the concept of a cornerstone or maybe a foundation that kind of works too. It, it, it's what holds up the entire business. And, and this not only, these cornerstones not only support their marketing efforts, but also support their operational efforts as well. But mm-hmm. we don't seem to spend enough time doing that. We, we, we kind of think in this industry that our brand is dictated by the manufacturer that we're representing That's not really the case, though. We are all individually owned companies, and we do have a brand within that. We need, like you said, we need to spend more time defining out what that brand is. Now, now, let's say uh, we we have had a dealership that that does define out what that brand is. Now we got to execute on that. So, so what does that look like? It's it's not enough just to say, you know, that we're a customer centric dealership or we're going to be the ones that provide you a fun experience. Because I think when it comes to car buying, not a lot of people think it's a very fun experience, right? Um, it's right up there with like visiting your lawyer or going to the dentist for crying out loud. Uh, so, so, so it's enough that we say we actually have to execute on it. What do you think that looks like for dealerships? Look, in this day and age. Um it needs to start from the leader and the dealer principal, first and foremost. It needs to resonate all the way down to, you know, the service guys, whoever it is, right? Then we need to have an outward-focused approach to that. What is the social media coming in? Is your social media feed, here's today's specials, here's what it's all about. Is it all selling or is it more about, hey, here's, a, here's who we are, here's what's important to us? I really feel that... Social media is a great platform to educate rather than sell. And I believe if, if education is the first point of the sale, um, is going out there and educating them, I do believe the clients will trust you enough to come back and buy that next vehicle with you. So identify what's your cornerstone, your foundation, what's mm-hmm. important. Let the community know that. How do you do that? By giving value, giving information, Start giving away some of the secrets or here's the five tips to trust your dealer on your next purchase. So come up with an education component. And I think social is an easy platform to to deploy that. And just come up with and go, hey, we've got an online team, but let's start to have a look at what can we do to push our content that's enriching the client, giving value, and ultimately positioning you as an authority above and beyond some of those other dealers on the, on the road. No, no, you're 100% right. And what it sounds like you're saying is that, you know, we can't rely on the consumer's perceived value of us as a business solely based on the product that we sell. We actually need to provide more value. It's not just the, the benefit of doing business with me as, let's say, dealership ABC. It's not that you just purchase an item and you drive away with that, but there has to be more value to that transaction. Is that, is that what I, I get? Kind of? 100%. Jimmy, um, I, I stole this off another teacher before me, but um, people need to feel that it's people over profits and mm. reputation over revenue. They're the key things that always stick in my mind when I'm looking at influencing. Um, I don't want somebody to know, yes, I do have an amazing product or solution I can sell you, 
but I want to put the person over the profit. What mm-hmm. can I do to, you know, have a longer sales funnel? I think, you know, I mean, in every industry, but especially in the motor industry, because it's so competitive, it's almost like I need to get a sale today. Whereas if you take a, a backward stance and go, let me educate you, let me share with you what is the, the important things about transacting and having a relationship with a dealership, even if you don't transact that to three, six months down the track, and the way that you execute that strategy might mean you get the next five cars in their family. Does that make sense? It's yeah, like, no, no, 100%. Those, I mean, you're, build, you're building right? brand equity, right? I mean, yeah. You, 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 so so by, by educating them, and I agree with you, I think educating, and, and I like to also entertain as well, you know, but, yeah. but by combining, you know, both those elements to them, you know, that we're providing more value than just the product that they ultimately end up purchasing. I think the, the, the thing, we can talk about this, but it's like, how do we get them to just do it? You know, I mean, isn't that the hardest part is that initial step of just, you know, hitting that little red button on my phone and, and starting to create, you know, some educational content, you know, and, and putting it out there, you know, for the people that are sitting there right now at home watching or listening to us and they're doing one of these. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, they're sitting there and they're, they're shaking their heads up and down. The next question was, why the hell haven't they started doing it? What advice can we give to those who are just right there on the fence? And we just need to almost just shove them off the ledge. Yeah, no. And this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where all the philosophies and all that need to come down to action. Mm-hmm. I always like to make a decision and then build processes so I can't escape or I can't activate a plan B. Here's what I'd be saying to anyone who's listening now. Schedule in the next 24 hours an opportunity for you to get your phone and just start creating some content. I'm not saying push the live, go live button yet, but if you were an expert in your field, as all of you guys listen to this are, what would you do? What would be the three key things you'd want to share with a prospective buyer on what they need to be cautious of, wary of, they must know, um, and just put take off the sales hat for a minute and put on the education hat, the, the, the leader hat, and just put your phone there and go, hey, here are my three tips on what I've learned for six years, 10 years, 20 years of being in this industry that I think every buyer should know. So what I would be doing is I'd be getting that phone, putting your hand and start recording first and foremost. The second thing I'd be doing is starting to go, and getting familiar with this and starting to schedule different times in your day, your week or fortnight to actually do content. It's all about the routine. Yep. And build a routine around it. I mean, I talk with a lot of people who, and we educate them in saying, everyone should be running an event. You should be running an educational Mm. event. I can even see it happening in dealerships, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Saturday morning, We've got the sausages on the barbecue out the back. Come along and spend an hour or 45 minutes with one of our key guys on understanding the benefits of buying a car, the process, how easy it is, the things, the pitfalls, all the things you need to know, right? Yeah. What I would say to people is start educating them. Of course, this is an easy way to do it. But when you start getting prospects coming into your dealership or coming in after work and doing something and there's, you know, it's a seven o'clock to eight o'clock session and you're in there and you look at the cars and if you're interested in buying, but you're not quite there yet, this is an information-based evening on how you can understand more about it. 
to me, you tell me, how many people are running seminars or information evenings inside their dealerships? Not a lot. Uh, we have started to uh, see a um, increase in what we call a, a know your car night. So this okay. typically happens, you know, after the delivery, though. And it's not necessarily, oh, see, I, I see where the opportunity, you should be opening it before the delivery. That's that okay. soft touch into it. So what happens is that I, I take delivery. It's, it's almost like a second delivery where I get to come back in, maybe ask some of the questions that I didn't know I had when I first picked up the car. Now I've driven the car for a few weeks. So I get to come back and do that. That's about the only type of... I would say education piece that's going on. Occasion yeah, right. Occasionally, I'll see a dealership. You know, when a vehicle launch happens, that mm. they'll do a they'll do kind of a launch party. But even then, it's pretty limited in its educational format. It, it still feels very self serving. Do you know what I mean? Like you you, you go into one yeah. of these launch parties, it seems very self serving. But yeah. I get I get what you're saying, and I can see. You know, I would almost challenge dealerships to do it in the service department. Bring. Mm. Bring not just your existing database, but bring anybody off the street and show them how to do an oil change. Yeah, I love that. Show them how to replace the air filter. You know, it, it, what it is, it's like you're, you're, you're kind of, <laughs> well, you're putting yourself out of business by showing them do so. But at the end of the day, they'll have to make the decision to either take the time and do it themselves or have someone else execute on it, which I think the majority of people will end up doing. But you're showing this and you're creating this brand equity by, by showing it to them. And, yeah. and there's a transparency, right? Absolutely. And, and look, you may lose one in 10 who comes to that, who now is going to change their oil themselves. I'm telling you now, if you got me to come, I ain't changing my oil either way, right? But <laughs> Not either. <laughs> I get out of that and go, you know what? That dealership, those guys are educating. They're putting on this and, and I feel comfortable with it. I feel like this. I almost know them. I've been in there. They've shown me around. But I would test, I would, I would applaud everyone listening to this to go, in the next 45 days, go out to your client base, your prospect base, go back to your service clients and mm -hmm. say, hey, we're running an information evening about how to get the most out of your forward or your Buick or your Lincoln or whatever it is. This is purely free. We're going to put on, um, depending what time of day is, uh, you know, coffee and biscuits or whatever it may be, right? And this is purely to help you. And as a platform, if you've got questions about your car or you've got questions about something, put it on. The beautiful thing about you guys is that you don't need to go book a, a room. You know, you've probably got <laughs> coffee facilities on the side. We got tons of space. We really do. <laughs> and it's great. You can move a car around, put 20 to 50 seats, you know, in the dealership and put it on. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying someone's going to buy a car that night. But if you track those people and you track their buying habits and what they do, I'm telling you now, at some point, those people will come back because they feel comfortable with you. You've, you've educated them. And most importantly, they feel it was people over profits mm -hmm. and reputation was more important than revenue. If you do that, I think it will get to a point where every month you'll do this. Uh, you know what? I love this idea. I, I love the concept of dealerships. You know, stop selling. You know, mm -hmm. let, let's let's start um, let's start building some brand equity and, and let's let's educate people and you know and show them that it's not just about that singular transaction we care about. You know that we really do care about it you as an individual and your vehicle needs uh, so much so that we're, th there's no secret sauce here. Hell, we'll show you how to do it. You know, mm -hmm. we're going to put it out there now, you know, putting on events, 
it's your expertise. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm right now, me and my team, we, we have six events that we're putting on and, and holy crap, even putting an event on for 30 to 50 people is a crap load of work. You know, what, what advice can you guys, you know, give as far as, you know, developing that event? Uh, do you guys storyboard the event? Do you, how, how do you get to market the event? Where do you start? Look, the starting point is always, like I said, pick a date, lock the door behind you and can't get out of it. Jimmy, I mean, there's a lot of people who build things and go, hey, we're going to get the marketing right. We're going to get our strategy. What's the presentation going to look like? And once we've got all that, we'll pick a date. Guess what? It never happens, right? It's just no. not, nothing will ever be perfect. I run 500 events a year. I'm wow. telling you now, the clients probably don't see it, which is good, but there's something that happens every single event that doesn't go according to plan. Something's on fire, right? Some, something breaks down. Something blows up. <laughs> Somewhere it does. So pick a date and go, you know what? 15th of April at 7 p.m., we're doing something. Or, or Saturday at 11 a.m. with the sausages on the barbecue going and, and all those kind of things and send the invites out. Lock the door behind you. Once you've <laughs> sent the invites, you can't retrace it. Right? So, it is what it is. I mean, you, you, you you're, it's done. You're committed to it. Now, you, now you're going to have to see it through. That's it. So do that first. Then it's going to give you, you know, a month or whatever that time frame is to pedal like crazy and go, here's a social media strategy. Guys, we know that, you know, over the last sort of 20 years, we've been passionate about selling you your family's vehicle. Now we're looking to educate and inspire and, and look at new people coming to the market who don't have an understanding like some of our clients do. We're putting on this evening, we're putting on this event purely to educate you. Um, it'll be no cost, we're covering it, and it's purely an opportunity for you to understand how the industry works if there's questions about our particular product. So then all of a sudden you've got an authentic message. Mm -hmm. You could do some videos from your dealer principal or your sales manager. I'd be also getting a service manager and just going, guys, if I'm going to be here, I'm turning up and I'm going to share with you the key things that every car owner needs to know about how to make sure you're not coming in to get serviced every six weeks, every six months. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? These are things that are just so different or so obscure in that market because like all of us back in the day, it was like, how many people could we get and transact with us? Well, it's all, it's all about me, 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 me. I mean, everything we did, every piece of creative, every ad that we posted out there was incredibly self-serving. It just, even the way we wrote the ad copy was incredibly yeah. self-serving. You know, now- it's not just you guys, it's, it's every industry. You know I mean? That's true, yeah. It's everyone, right? And, and, and now the consumer's gotten smarter. You know, they're not, they're not getting caught up into this self-serving message. In fact, what they're looking for is they're looking for a message that actually serves their needs mm -hmm. and kind of goes forward. You know, I was, um, today I ordered something from Amazon and, um, I have an Amazon, uh, there's a fulfillment center that's actually not too far from us. So we get same day delivery from Amazon, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, now they dropped that, off, they dropped that package off at my front door, took a picture of it. And through their app, sent me a picture that, that that package has been delivered. Now, think about that. Think of how much tech, how much process, how much time it had to go in to just send me this one little picture that this package was delivered. I mean, how does that bring them value? The value is completely on me. The value is for me, not for them. 
but huge branding equity. I mean, huge branding yeah. equity. Yeah, and these are the same strategies I think you can use. I, I would even test or, or get any sales person listening to this to do a follow-up video, you know, 24 hours after they take delivery. It's like, you know, hey, Jason, I just wanted to do a quick follow-up. I'm so grateful you bought through us. I know it's going to be an amazing car for you and your family. It's got great security, great features. You're going to have so much fun. I just wanted to let you know that I'm grateful for you as a client. And, and just send a quick text video like that. How Michael, much it, it, sounds like you, it sounds like you've done this before. That was actually pretty damn good, I'm just going to say. <laughs> doesn't matter which business you're in. This is a powerful tool. And you talk about tech, right? Yeah. Amazon went through and probably spent millions figuring oh. out huge system. We've all got one of these. We can all send a quick message. And you know, what would happen if three months later you sent that same video or a new one? Jason, actually 90 days since we took delivery. I'm just looking over this. You know, I'm so grateful that you did this and you trusted us. And I just want to know you're having fun with it and you're enjoying it get the most out of it. If there's a component that you don't understand yet, there's a button you keep looking at and you don't know what it does yet, that's why I'm here. What does that do for the client? Do they start talking wow. about Jason? Do they start going, hey, you guys need to get down to this dealership. Tell Jason I sent you. I think this is all a part of an education process that mm-hmm. starts with an information evening or it starts with posts on Facebook saying, here are our tips, here's us, right through to post-delivery and post, um, you know, three months in the vehicle. That's the education component that I think all dealerships need to start to employ. So let's go back to the event because I really like that idea. And um, here's what I see happen with dealerships is they try something and it doesn't work the first time. Mm. And they're done. <laughs> like they're just, they're never going to do it again. I, I'm sure you've put on some events, the 500. Mm. I'm sure not every single one was a home run. Was there maybe a couple that didn't go so well? <laughs> what kind of advice can you give to the people out there that say, okay, cool, I'm going to do this, but you know, let's prepare them for a failure, right? Yeah. So look, I think at a first to find what would be a great outcome from executing this strategy. Um, I always say to people, if you had... Could you find 50 people on your database, your client base, um, within your community to have show up? First and foremost, that is the number one goal for me. It's not how much you transact. It's not what happens from there. If you've got 50 people willing to give you an hour or two on a Saturday or an evening, I think that's a home run. I think, and, and that's going to need some strategy. You're going to yep. need to put in that 30 days. You're going to need to do a bit of Facebook stuff. You're going to need to go maybe a mail out to your to database to say, hey, we've got information evening. Or on every new car that goes out, there's a, there's a thing on the seat or on every service. It's like, don't forget, on the 15th of April, come back. We're going to share this, 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 and this. So you've got to do the work, right? Yep. You're, going to be, mate, you're going to be committed to make this work. But if you get 50 people show up, He'll give you a couple of hours. And in this day and age where 50 people aren't just walking into a dealership anymore, right? No, it's no, my no. I'm giving you two hours of my time. I'm putting the kids in, in daycare or I'm, I've got someone looking after them. I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to leave my office early to come to this session. You've got 50 prospects. I don't care what you say. You've got 50 people who are potentially applying for you. Mm-hmm. So your first port of call is pick a number you think you can go for. You're probably going to be, this is a little trick, you're going to need double what you think to then show up. You need 100 registrations to get 50. 
And then all your intention is is not to try and sell them a car on that point. You get people to start to engage and ask questions, understand. You have some of your salespeople around who can be there purely to help advise. Um, You're not even looking to book an appointment. If someone says, hey, I do want to get a bit more of a feel about this one, I'm going to take it for a drive, of course, schedule the appointment. But I think you need to have realistic goals. If you get 50 to show up, I think that's a big tick. And I think you can do a lot from that as long as you tag those, understand where they go, follow them up accurately. Um, 50 would be a success. Then you need to start to look at, great, we've got them to show up. How do we get them in the next 20 to 30 days? Look at helping them make a better decision around what they're looking to do. So don't look at it as one step thing. Look at it as it's a tick if they show up. I think that totally makes sense, right? I mean, how can we start developing on a strategy if we don't actually have a goal and objective in mind, right? So you're right. First thing first, just just create the goal. It can be any goal you want. It could be 15, it could be 30, it could be 50, it could be 75. It doesn't really matter what the goal is, but first define what that goal is. And then what I would recommend is if your goal is 50, then once we know what the goal is, then we have to define the audience that's going to help us meet that goal. Right. So, you know, who would you say uh, profile wise would be the highest probability of people to show up to the event? Would it be people that have owned the cars for several years or maybe people that have recently purchased or recently serviced those vehicles? I would probably say it's the recent one because they've engaged with you, you know, and and then how are we going to target those individuals? And then once they come in. Would it be safe to say that, you know, when you are educating is that you always want to try to keep who that audience is in mind. I mean, it's kind of like what we're doing right now, right? We're creating content. We know who our audience is, our audience are our dealerships and other entrepreneurs that are looking to try to really expand, you know, their efforts, you know, and that's why we're creating this content for them. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I guess you, you got to make, you, you know, you got to make that, uh, that content during the educational period relevant to that audience. Absolutely. And, and you might, look at it and go, wow, we've got, you know, we sold a hundred vehicles last month in the last quarter. We've sold 300. Um, and, and maybe you target those people. Um, you need to really identify what the goal is. Is it, are we looking for new business here? Are we looking for, you know, cause we've got a, a challenge where we don't get a retention in our service department. So we may oh. want to get to that. Mm-hmm. Identify what it is, but, I'd also be looking at probably the first one is somebody who hasn't bought a car yet. Mm-hmm. Who's been, you know, inquiring about certain things but never come in, never done anything. There's plenty of salespeople who have that and they get their leads from online and, and they just don't convert them. So I could even I would even look at it and go, the first one's going to be a holistic thing, mm-hmm. the new business potential. We're going to have our service department manager come in and share 15 minutes on the importance of understanding and value around service. We're going to have our finance lady or, or bloke come in and go, hey, did you know that um, nine times out of ten people, you know, structure their, their purchase incorrectly and they don't get the tax advantages and those kind of things. Again, it's not a sales opportunity. It's just to educate. Educate, yep. People come in and, and if you can find 50 people who come in and they haven't bought a car from the past, it's fair to say they're in the market for a car. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If, if they're coming for two hours and it's like, hey, I want to listen to the five minutes of 
of what you need to know about servicing your car, the five things you need to know about this, this, and this. There's 50 potential products, um, prospects. Now, for me, it's always about 20% of my audience in any event, in any industry, are sellable then and there. However, you've got to refrain from actually selling them. This is the, this is the key, right, <laughs> is to go, hey, guys, we know there's 50 in the room. 10 of them are actually looking to buy right now. And I've got the finance ready. You've got everything ready to go. They're the ones you almost want to, your salespeople to navigate around and go, hey, you know, what did you love about that session? What was the key things you got out of that? Build some rapport and then maybe follow up with um, an appointment. But I think it's important for everyone to go in there and go, let's find 50, let's educate, let's put our sales hats aside. Is industry stuff that no one talks about we're going to share with you today. But also know 20% of the audience are ready, are ready to buy, have the means, and are just looking for the final thing. And nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10, it's the rapport they're looking for. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's like, um, okay, so we, we do the event, the event's successful. We get 50 people to show up. We, we, we have this intent, this, uh, attention we've created this engagement. I, I find, and it's funny cause I actually find this in the conference industry as well. It's like you go there, you consume, you get jacked, you get excited. And then the conference done. Mm. And it's, it's like, how do we continue to develop and build off of that, that, that attention and that engagement, that excitement? Yeah, perfect. This is where your social media needs to come back in and play a part, right? So from the evening, you should have a videographer there. You should have a, a videographer who can take photos as well and do some video. Here's a, and, and get them to record some content. And you might have your service department manager going up going, here's the five key things that we discussed in it. Now you've got a minute of him talking about or her talking about that and you put that out online or you put up um, some of the content that came from that. But I'd also start to get your sales team, your finance team, your others just to start doing content online. Go live, do a couple of minutes on live, do a, do a one-minute video every week from every department on things that people miss, must need to know about buying a car or financing a car. Now you've got this self-fulfilling prophecy. You got them to show up. They loved what you put together. They felt engaged. They felt a part of a community. Mm -hmm. Now they got back home and all of a sudden they're liking your page. They're engaging in the minute. Here's here's the finance team's one-minute lessons from this week and and they're understanding that. It just starts to feed on top of itself and all of a sudden when that person, if they're not ready to buy, they go, you know what, I've got great rapport with that dealership. I'm going to head down there and test, test some cars out. Well, because what we end up building is we end up building ambassadors. I mean, regardless if they end up doing a transaction with us or not, they, they become ambassadors of our business because they appreciate the transparency or the forwardness uh, of, of, of us educating and not necessarily selling to them. So like you said, I mean, even if they don't purchase from us, they could be at work and Sally at the cubicle next to them, you know, makes a comment. And, you know, that person says, oh, Sally, there's this, this great dealership I went to. I had this amazing experience. You know, these guys really give a shit, you know, you should totally go, you know, check them out and talk to them. Um, would you say, so, so like I said, we're trying to, after the event, the event's been done, we're trying to continue to expand on the engagement, expand on that attention. Um, I feel like email, everyone wants to go with email. I feel like email is dead. Like I, I don't like, 
I, there's 265 unopened messages on my phone. You know, it's like, am I really going to consume every single one of those at a level that's actually going to resonate with me or stick with me for a period of time? Are, are you saying that, I mean, outside of, you know, social media, how else would you recommend that we continue to engage and, and develop out the attention that we received at the event? Yeah, well, I, I do think you need to lead with social media. So let's okay. say that, you know, they've finished the event, they came away, they're now engaged in there, they can see that. Again, though, you, you need to use this tool as much as you can, right? And an email in this day and age is just not going to cut through. We, we know that, right? We're, we're yeah. getting hundreds of emails. It's not going to cut through. Um, you know, what's big, I think, outside of North America, and I think North America is going to start to pick this up more, is just text messages, you know, mm-hmm. hey, wanted to connect with you. I know you came last night. It was great to meet you. I just want to let you know if, if you need anything from us um, or if I can help you in any way, here's a text message. Again, save, save that number. You, you now have a, a, a bat phone, a, a hotline directly to the dealership. So you, whenever yeah. you're ready, we're there for you. Yeah. If like you that, that's cool. Advice, even if it's not for a Buick and you just need to get a second opinion. Um, I've been in this industry for a long time. I've sold a lot of cars. I know what I'm doing. If nothing else, just check with me to make sure and I'm happy to help you if it, it tell you whether that's a good option or not. Again, we're putting the sales components aside and we're becoming this expert and experts make the money and experts have the attention and experts, you know, even in times of t- tough, you know, motor, you know, no matter what, what the time's like, if it's tough, the experts always make the money. So I'd be continuing to use this as a real tool. And, you know, I mentioned the strategy about the video. Mm. Um, I think that's super important. I think that's going to build massive rapport. It's just most people don't feel comfortable seeing their ugly head like mine <laughs> on here, recording it and then sending it out. But if you can get past that, this will be a very powerful tool outside of social media, outside of email, outside of the other old school things that people are doing. It makes sense because look, this device doesn't lie. (laughs) Like it can't, right? I mean, either you're authentic or you're not. And you're going to literally be able to tell within five seconds if your message was actually with the intent uh, Mm -hmm. that's self-serving intent or actually with the intent to actually educate me. And and it's in my interest, not necessarily your interest, right? It kind of goes down to... Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I just want to give you a live example of me. I did a call with a, with a prospect about doing um, some business. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I thought, you know what? I felt compelled just to send a quick video message. It would have been no more than 30 seconds just to say, hey, I love the connection and, and I love what you guys are on about. I feel like it's something that, you know, we can help you with where we can be a potential solution. If you're considering other people, please make sure you consider us in the future. And that was a quick 30-second message. I ended up getting that deal done basically because of the video. And I remember someone coming back to me going, hey, the only reason we went with you is your product or solution was exactly on par with everyone else. But because we got that message and it felt authentic, we decided to go with you. It's a, they're using different senses. Do you mean in this day and age, if you're getting that call on the phone about that car, it's one dimensional, right? If you can finish that off by going, Hey, I love the connection we had. I know you guys got a goal to get in the car in the next 30 days. And if I can be any of help or any assistance, let me know. All of a sudden now there's multiple senses coming into the equation and you've just distanced yourself from the competition. And I think it's a powerful tool. 
It, it, it is. It, it really is. Um, for, for dealerships out there, um, I, I really think putting on these educational events and making sure that our content is educational, it, it, like you said, is going to separate them you know, out from the pack. I, 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 I agree with you. I think the best place to educate is the place that requires the most amount of information. The service is a really amazing place. There's, there's so much questions. See, the problem with, I find with the service department is that there's literally a wall. There's a wall, right? You come in to service your vehicle, you drop your keys off, right? You, then you sit in a lounge and there's a wall. You have no bloody clue what the hell is going on on the other side of that wall. Mm-hmm. And, and I find if a dealership really kind uh, through their content and through the development of their content, you know, they can break down that wall and shows here's what happens. You know, mm-hmm. it, it just builds that transparency and builds out that brand equity. Yeah, I, w- I would even suggest that if you're a dealer principal or a sales manager, listen to this is go and interview some of the, the, the mechanics working on the cars. That's a good one. I like that. Hey, this week on our Facebook, we've interviewed John and John's been working us for 10 years. There's no one better qualified to work on your car. And, and, and John has worked on 7,000 cars over the last couple of years, whatever it may be. And just if they get the feeling of who is working on their car, or who is behind the scenes? I mean, I'd love to see, and what we're starting to do more with our business is, I want to get people outside of me getting on and doing the content. If you're, oh, yeah. in, if you're in a part of our team and you're passionate about this, you know, let's do a video about them and their passion for this. And, and all of a sudden, if you've got multiple dealerships and you want to take your car to, you've heard about John and how passionate he is and what he loves <laughs> about the engine on this particular car, you're going to choose John over someone you've never heard of or never seen before. And I think that's just another content strategy that all of a sudden now you've got multiple departments putting their two cents worth in on social, talking about things that are not to sell you, to give advice. The people will come in and John will start to be a bit of a cult hero <laughs> in that space because people love his character and who he what he stood for. No, no, it totally makes sense. So I, I have a question. Are you currently doing that with your team? Are you, you have, I guess, you know, obviously multiple people on your team and they have a passion and they're authentic about what they do. Are, are you currently in that process of kind of helping develop them, develop their brand, working with them? Absolutely. In, in our industry, we teach success. We teach, you know, how to be, have a better life. So we must force, first and foremost, be a product of the product. If, you know, mm-hmm. if my guys are talking to someone on the phone to come to an event, you know, we need to have high energy. We need to be positive. We need to be goal-orientated. And if you're not, it doesn't work. So transparency, again, is because they, they do this. They go back to their clients and do all that. But transparency is getting them to start to have a presence on our social and go, I've been with the company four years. Last year, I helped 312 people make a decision to educate themselves and help change their family or their or, or their business, yeah. that stuff resonates, right? That stuff helps. Um, it's the same with the motor industry. I, I would love to see somebody in my local area turn around and go, hey, last year I put 400, 300, 200, whatever it is, families in a really cool, safe, family-friendly car, and that's what excites me. And this year I want to put 250 families in new cars. It's, it's, I, I know what that person does. I know they're a salesperson. But all of a sudden now they have helped 200 families get into a same vehicle that they love. So we're doing the same here. First and foremost, we need to keep growing and elevating 
ourselves as, as a business, right, as, as a team. But, you know, next week we've got various people on our team going live from various departments. And I want the That's audience awesome. to see. I want the audience to see that Kayla in sales, who's been here for four years, <laughs> who's helped X amount of people, people will resonate with her more than me. And, 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 and I think that's what it's all about. It's about going, John in the service department, I loved his energy, I love what he's about, and I resonate more with John than Michael. And that's what it's all about. See, this is music to my ears because it's something I've been trying to push for a while. And it's, it's, it's one of my thesis that I'm just really trying to, to get out there as much as possible is that our brand is actually the, the, the combination of all these multiple brands within the dealership. So it's like you, you think of your business, your business, I'm thinking of the same way as my business. And the same thing applies to a dealership. This applies to, I think, every single business out there is that the brand is is the collective effort of all these individual pillars being the pillars being your people and those yep. that is the content that we need to be putting out there we got to be putting them out there 100% and i think you know i remember you used to see the dealership adverts on on the tv and you would always see the dealer principal or the owner and you only got one perspective and yep. if you didn't buy into that character or that personality it's fair to say you may not go, right? And leadership is a reflection through your team. Mm-hmm. I know I put someone on my up out on my social who speaks with passion, enthusiasm, and excitement, they're as much a reflection of me as the brand. And then all yeah. of a sudden now you've got this transference of leadership that goes down and we're ticking off different personalities. We're engaging with people who resonate with her or him or we're young or old, whatever it may be, it's not just a reflection anymore of that one boss. Yes. Component. And that's the strength of, of what we have with social media is that there are, you, you have many different audiences that are showing up to your events, uh, young and old and active lifestyles and singles and, and married people. And, and there's just a tremendous amount of audience out there. You know, back in the day, we had one distribution. So we only got one shot to put that commercial out there. And we only got one opportunity to share one message out there. And that, like you said, it was normally the dealer principal that would have been front and center in that camera. Like if they don't necessarily resonate with them as an individual, it may or may not work. You know, sometimes that person may just rub someone the wrong way. You know, now with the power of social media, we can all be our own distribution. Mm, absolutely. And, and I think in this day and age, it's about quality content but it's consistently as well. You don't want to do one mm-hmm. video that goes out there and then you don't do that again for 30 days. You've lost all that momentum. So, you know, dealerships, the marketing teams need to look at building momentum, having a content plan that's actually put in place to get eyeballs. There's so much we can do now. Let's say, you know, you do the video of John in the service department. It gets 400 views, you get 50 likes and 10 people comment. It's so great that we can actually target people in our area for mm-hmm. that. But we can go back to who liked it. And there's almost a little lead list. There's 50 people who like that. And then the marketing team can start to go, hey, Bob, we know that you like this video. Let us know if you're interested in finding out more about the benefits of buying a car or, or what's important to you about buying a car. And it just continues this momentum. But you need to have consistent content going out. It doesn't have to be every day, but every couple of days, there should be something that's adding value to your community. 
It's got to be routine. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is you know, I, I I tell a lot of people when they're out there and they're they're developing out their brand and their brand equity that it's like working out. Okay, <laughs> I want to lose ten or fifteen pounds, um, and that ain't gonna happen overnight, and it's not gonna happen in one week. It's not gonna happen in four weeks. Um, you know, it's that consistent effort, that routine that I create of always going to that gym two or three, you know, two or three times a week. That's gonna help ultimately get to my goal and objective. We need to take that same. You're saying is we gotta take that same approach to yeah. our content development. Same as the event. You can't run an event and go, well, that didn't work. We're gonna leave it. Do you mean yeah. if I if you know, after 1,200 events, if I stopped after the first one, which was not successful, then <laughs> you wouldn't be here, right? So you've got to pick a, a timeline, a window, and go, let's run six every – let's run one every month for six months. Let's there take a, a snapshot of this. Let's look at how many showed up, how many bought, how many are still in the prospect line, and, and look at it as a, a proper business channel. It will be – something that will be fairly cost-effective because of the way that you can do it. Um, But run a timeline. Do a content timeline for the next 90 days and and dedicate teams and time to every once a week initially until you get momentum. Then you might go, wow, we're building up a following and all of a sudden our group page has gone from 900 to 1,800 in three months and we've started to grow that. And then you might get down to what every single day we want to put out something small. It might be a funny quote. It might be a video. It might be Mary who just bought the latest 2019 model who is so over the moon and she wanted to share with you her excitement. And then she does a quick 30-second thing of, oh, my God, I can't believe I just bought this. That's my dream car. People love hearing those stories, right? So like anyone, if you sit down and strategize, you'll come up with 10 different content pieces that you can continue to put out in different formats of, you know, um, stuff that's going to be educational. Um, It's going to be entertaining in some fashion. Mm -hmm. It's going to be engaging. It's going to be something that, you know, is not as sales orientated um, as, as we would think. So it could could be like a personal profile piece, right? You know, if you're, if you're an avid surfer or uh, a a fisherman or something like that, you can put more something out there. That's, that's that you're passionate individually about. It doesn't necessarily have to be about the product you sell, right? No. And it can also be, um, here's, here's Bob who just bought this, you know, four by four and here's him out, you know, posting on his Instagram, him loving it. Do you mean, also having a look at what's the strategy after someone buys. Mm, does, the, yep. does the salesperson engage with them and go, hey, I love what you're about. I love your business. What are you going to go do with this truck now? And then all of a sudden you're following them on Instagram. You see they're out there on the, on the Sunday <laughs> using it to its full capabilities and you message them and go, hey, do you mind if we share your photo of you enjoying the product on our social media? Nine times out of ten people say, 100% go for it and you tag them. All of a sudden now you've got clients that you can take content, put back into your strategy and profile them or go, here's what's the name using his truck on the weekend out in the country, enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? No, no. I think that's great content strategy, right? It's like, um, uh, it's like make the commitment to those four or five formats, right? The, the educate, the entertain, uh, the, uh, maybe personal profile, right. And maybe a customer profile. Maybe those are those four pieces of content yep. that you stick to. 
you don't necessarily know which four are going to resonate and which ones are going to provide you the most, you know, return on your investment right out of the gate, but commit to, like you said, that 60 or 90 days of every single week, putting out those four pieces, yeah. you know, it, it's through that, you know, it's like, um, I don't know necessarily which exercise is, is going to support my weight loss as quick as I want to. So I am going to have to try out. I, I got to experiment a little bit. I got to do three or four different things, making the commitment though, saying no matter what, these are the four pieces of content I'm going to do. I'm going to do it every single week. No offense, buts about it. And I will wait the 60 days. I'm not going to change the strategy. I will stick with it, you know, and then go back and take a look and yeah. see how it performed. And, and I think it's to make sure that, you know, there's might be dealer principals listening to this going, you know, we just don't have the time to execute a strategy like this. And, and I really think you've got to be smart about it. Pick a window, pick the 90 days, but how about you get your marketing team to schedule the first four hours on a Tuesday where they yeah. collect this content, they put it all together. There's devices and machines now that you can put all your content in and it will just schedule for when it gets distributed. So for people listening to this, don't think that this is going to stop you selling or take time away from your family or whatever it may be. Find block time, two to four hours, mm. set up all your content for a week or two weeks, schedule it on social oomph, which is a free platform that you can schedule when it goes out, and it's done for a week or a fortnight. You don't need to think about it. So don't, don't let these early time-consuming components stop you from executing. No, and I think you're right. You have to be intentful with your time. If you don't block out that time, you will literally find 15 other things. We know we're business owners. I mean, come on. There's always something we can be doing with our time. If we don't purposely, intentfully carve out that time, we just won't simply do it. Sure. Well, you know what, uh, Michael, I think that's actually a great place for us to stop. I, I think this, the content here has been really, really rich. Uh, there's some awesome knowledge bombs that's been said here, you know, and, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on and, and spending, you know, this last hour with me. I'm really looking forward to getting this edited and, and getting it out there for, for everybody that would like to connect with you and learn maybe more about the events that you're putting on and what's coming up. It sounds like, by the way, there's some really exciting stuff. I saw your last post. I was like, that sounds cool. Um, you know, how can someone connect with you, learn more about your company? Yeah, cool. There's two different ways you can do that. We can go to successresources.com and that will show you all the events we do around the world. And then personally on my Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, it's always my handle is it's Michael Lane. So ITS Michael Lane, and you can follow all our stuff. You will see me hopefully putting some of these strategies we talked about into practice and hopefully educating, inspiring people to do the same. And, and see, and I love hearing that because you're actually being the practitioner. You know, it, it, you're not just going to say it and recommend it to individuals. You and your team are actually going to execute on it, and you're going to learn. You know, hopefully side by side with a lot of people out there. I look forward to you documenting that and really following along with that. So, thanks, okay. thanks again, Michael, so much. I really appreciate your time. It was awesome to talk to you. Thank you for having me. It was it was a pleasure. Thanks. We covered a bunch of great topics today. What stood out most to you? Be sure to let us know in the comment section below. And don't forget to like the post and share it to keep the conversation going. Be sure to check out Michael on LinkedIn and swing by successresources.com. You can follow Jason on all social media platforms by following Strategy with Jason. You can find him pretty well everywhere you can share content. I hope we were able to get you thinking. And until the next time, this has been Nathan with Digital Dealership Solutions. Have a great day.